This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Are you ready to write? Do you want to learn what it takes to create a writing career? Then tune in and take notes because on Simply Write, we talk about the writer's craft and the qualities and quirks of living a writer's life. Let's go. Hello, writers. This is Simply Write with Polly, and I'm Polly. This is the podcast where we talk about how to create a professional writing career and live the writer's life. It can be done. But it also comes down to uh, planning and protecting our time so that we're doing the work that matters. Sure, we need to make a paycheck, right? That's part of it. That means we have to get the work out there. We have to publish things, make it available to the public, to corporations, to magazine editors, to publishers. But in the process... We want to create work that matters, work that adds meaning to our life, work that highlights important issues and topics that we think need to be changed or improved or uh, the public needs to be informed about. Whatever it is, I think stories make the world go round and I think they can change things for the better. So the balance really of creating a professional writing career is finding a way to do all of that, make an income so that we can feed the cat and the kids and have the freedom in our life to do more writing and do that while making work that matters. And a little pre-planning can help us do this. A little pre-planning can go a long way. And that's what we're going to talk about today. We're going to talk about creating your own editorial calendar so that as you head into the year ahead, You have a loose plan in place that can focus your pitches, your writing time, uh, the type of, of clients and letters of introduction you send out and go after, and really help you stay close to the mission, which is to do the work that matters and make money doing it. And that means it's time for the dailies. This is the part of the program where I just fill you in on what I'm working on. Uh, So you have some idea of what a day in the life of a working writer can look like. And today, uh, I'm, I'm feeling kind of like underwhelmed by my schedule. I've got a lot of exciting projects I'm thinking about and I'm ready to develop. I want to do some writing on my fiction and I actually started early this morning on that. I usually like to write, um, do the bulk of my writing between 10 and two. It just works better for me. But lately those so-called business hours have been so filled 
with administrative stuff, end of the year stuff, that uh, the writing has gotten short shrift and that I don't feel good. That doesn't make me feel good. So I got up this morning and I, I worked on my, my fiction from about five to 6.45 when my daughter was moving around and getting ready for school. And now the rest of the day, I'm going to chase down um, three sources for stories, people who I'm playing phone tag with or I haven't heard back from. I need to schedule another guest for next year on the podcast Simply Write. And it's one I'm really excited about. I can't tell you about it yet, but I think it'll be a great show if I can get her to come on along. And I need to send out an invoice. And I'm also uh, trying to get a hold of my doctor to discuss some things because I want to see if I can change my appointment that I've had on the books for like four months. Don't you have to schedule so far ahead now? Uh, it's a physical, right? That's all it is, my annual physical. And I just want to change the appointment because I have a, a Christmas event that's come up with my publisher that I want to try to attend. And they're, and they're both at exactly the same time. So I'm not sure if I'll have any luck for that. I feel like I need to make the appointment. But so lots of phone calls, lots of duties today right? Lots of the business aspect of keeping the business going and managing my personal schedule around it all. And that's what it looks like some days chasing those leads and the people and information I need to make not only my life and my family's life work, but also to make the writing life work to develop the next thing. That's what the dailies look like today. So what are you working on? And later this week, I have a whole day planned. And it might take more than one day, but I have a whole day uh, dedicated to planning for the new year. And I look at it in terms of, you know, day by day, week by week, for sure, because things come up that we can't anticipate. But I also take a broad view and look at 12 months. I go month by month. And the reason why I do that is because it helps me come up with article ideas, essay ideas, projects that are going to be relevant to readers and editors and publishers or more relevant. That gives me a better chance of selling those things. And that's what we're going to talk about during our craft section of the show today. I want to talk about editorial calendars, what they are and why I really believe in creating one. I really think it's worthwhile to create your own as a guide for uh, the projects you want to do next year. Make sure you get the work done that you want, but also make sure that, that you have an edge when it comes to selling pieces. Also, I think creating your own editorial calendar is just super fun. It's one of the so-called chores of creating a writing practice, a writing business that actually makes me feel like I'm just playing. It can be very creative or it doesn't have to be. It really depends on your style and what you bring to the picture. But in essence, an editorial calendar is just a planning document, mapping out some story ideas, some markets, some timelines for the year ahead. And it takes some of the guesswork out and some of the fatigue out of writing. Because if you're having a slow month, and you can look at your editorial calendar and remind yourself, oh, right, this is what I want to get ready for, for the November issue or the, the, you know, the fall, the back to school issue, or this essay might be relevant now for the middle of the summer when people are thinking of these things. It just helps to kind of focus your efforts. 
All right, so what are we talking about here? What is an editorial calendar? Well, it, it's really a map or a blueprint or whatever metaphor you want to make. It's a map that lays out the viable story ideas integrated with possible markets and planned around relevant dates like holidays and events and seasons. And you can plop your ideas into this, you know, it, it's fit, it fits around the events to make your articles, essays, copy, and content more timely and more relevant to the publications, readers, audiences, organizations you write for. And why does that matter? Because if it's relevant to those consumers, they're going to buy it. And that's how we get paid. Timeliness is that quality that attracts editors and, and pulls in readers by drawing attention to an issue, a day, a theme, a topic, right? For example, November is election time. It's also Veterans Day. So that is a good time for magazines to run articles about inspiring patriots or stories about voting. You also see a lot of stories in November pop up about gratitude. Why? Because Thanksgiving. So when we make our own editorial calendar, we're taking this month by month. We're looking at the, the typical events for the month, the typical sense that people feel, the fall issues, the spring issues, the fashion, the events, and we're matching it to ideas that we want to write, topics we want to cover. We're fitting all those pieces together in a calendar form so we can see what's coming and how our stories might fit in. For example, if you want to write something on gratitude for the Thanksgiving month, November, that's an idea you want to pitch months earlier right? Even online publications, though they have a lot of immediate stories coming out, news that happens in the day that they go to immediately, they're also planning ahead right now for things that they can run around certain themes. Every editor likes to plan ahead. And writers do too. It works for us because there's an essay I want to write. If I'm going to do the work, I want to have a greater chance of selling it. So when I'm thinking about the markets, the types of articles audiences like to read, the types of articles those markets, magazines, websites like running during certain times of year, it helps us both be more successful. And uh, so that's the purpose really of the editorial calendar to help you get clear about some of the topics you want to cover next year and how you want to write them and also get clear on the markets that are available. And this works for fiction too. For fiction, you want to look at the anthologies. Where do you want to place a short story? When do they open for submissions? At what point does your work need to be there? When are the contests running? Create an editorial calendar that matches the idea to the deadline to the market. And it'll help guide you through the next year and uh, keep the ideas coming because often there's a fatigue that can become involved when we're writing a lot and producing a lot of work, which we have to do to make a living, right? That's how it goes. And sometimes it's so hard just to shape that next story. We might have an edge of it, but we're feeling worn out. That's when I pull out my calendar and think, okay, I'm working in February now, so I'm looking ahead three to six months out about stories I might place, you know, in, in August, September, October, 
I pull out the calendar. I have a list of ideas, potential markets, and themes that I could cover. And it's a good way to get my mind going again. I also use my editorial calendar to remind myself to circle around. So for example, I had a discussion with an author I want to get on the show. They asked me to touch back in January. I put that in the editorial calendar. So I remember to touch back in January, schedule something for them or with them in the spring, and that gets that ball in motion. Because knowing what's coming up on the show helps me to identify some of the topics and themes I want to include in simplywrite.substack.com, the subscriber-based newsletter and community, which you can join if you want to go more in depth and subscribers get to leave their comments and, and feedback. And I will be in dialogue with them if you're looking for story ideas or thoughts on your stories or pitches. In any event, all these ideas turn together, right? They work together. So when I know what theme I want to cover in the podcast, that also helps me to identify what week I want to write about it in the newsletter, when I'm going to release bonus material for the subscribers, and how that material may tie in to another author that I want to bring on. The same is true with my article ideas and my essays. If I want to write an essay about, say, my mother or growing up in a small town, I might pitch that in February to run in the May issue somewhere for Mother's Day. It doesn't necessarily have to be a Mother's Day article, but I know that many publications are looking for those family themes during particular months. See how that works? It helps me shape my schedule, but also helps me get thinking about ideas and markets and when to go to them. You can look around at the publications you're looking to write for or businesses you want to work with. And often they'll have a tab on their website that says for media or press kit. Um, And you can click on that and they will often put their own editorial calendar or a magazine, an online publication will list their seasonal editions or um, monthly issues or themes. And that's a heads up to you that, hey, we're looking for motherhood essays in this publication in May. If you find editorial calendars from the magazines or the publications you want to write for, or they announce a theme issue, Maybe they'll do a mental health issue um, in October and they will have that already organized that they know they are looking for stories around that theme in October. You can often find that on their site in January or before. Plug that into your editorial calendar. This magazine, this publication is looking for essays or articles about mental health. What can you offer? Is that a niche that you're working in? Then what are some story ideas? And that can give you an idea when to pitch them, and where to pitch them to. So this is a really valuable tool. It means some research and some market study. But if you're going to make it in this business, that's worthwhile anyhow. I never send to a publication or an organization that I haven't read about, that I haven't read their articles in. I create pitches that sound just like an article they might run on their pages because 
that helps me sell more work. And the editorial calendar can work for that too. When you can fill their need for mental health articles or Mother's Day articles or gratitude articles, Thanksgiving stuff, or whatever it is, they're running sports articles. When you can fill their need, they're going to come back to you time and time again. So it makes you look more prepared and it gives you an edge, not only to write the kind of stuff you want to write because you fit the things you want to write to their calendar or to a suitable calendar, but it also makes you look like a professional. And that's, this is the job, right? That gives you an edge. They want a writer they can count on and somebody who is savvy about the business. You want to sell more work? Pay attention to the editorial calendars, do your research, and create your own. It's doable, and I'm going to tell you how when we come back to Simply Write with Polly right after this. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And we're back. You're listening to Simply Write with Polly, where we talk about creating a professional writing career and living the writer's life. And today we're talking about a tool that's one of my favorites, and it'll make your life, your writing life, so much easier. And that is creating your own editorial calendar. And then finding others online from the organizations that you want to write for, magazines, online publications, businesses, associations, they often list the themes they're going to cover in their publications. And that's a tool for you. Go find out what they're looking for, match it to what you want to write about, put it in that calendar so that you can see the opportunities coming ahead and you're going to have an edge that other writers don't have. And that's what this is all about. We want to sell more work and create that we want to write. And this is a tool that will help you do it. Your assignment today then is to make your own editorial calendar. And I know this feels a little bumpy here because usually the assignment comes at the end of the episode, right? But I'm popping it right here in the middle because in a minute, I'm going to give you the framework that you can use to make your own EC, editorial calendar. And so I want you to think about that as we go forward, because this is also your assignment for next week. Well, you have to take some hours and and sit down or an hour, whatever you want to give to it. I I like this part. So my ideas to start coming, it becomes very creative for me, a little bit of mind mapping and all those things. However you want to do it, give some dedicated time to this over the next week and create your own 12-month editorial calendar. All right. So how do we do that? Well, first up, Pick a structure. You'll need a calendar form, one you can fill in on paper, which is what I like to do. And I have a post-it pad, which I fill out the calendar and then I stick it to my walls or stick it to my desk. One that allows you to see a month or more at a glance. If you like spreadsheets, go online, create a spreadsheet calendar, create an online calendar with a series of dates and line items. If you prefer to do this in your notes app, do that. 
It doesn't matter what structure you use, but you need a structure. And there are several uh, free printables and free calendar templates online and through Word that you can download. Find a system that you like, a calendar you like, a view that you like, because it's important that you stick with it so you can... uh, to make this easy for yourself, right? I'm all analog on this kind of stuff. So I lay out my paper calendar. It has big empty squares. And that's what's in the desk today. It ties right in because my favorite format to use is a JSTORY sticky calendar pad. It's about the size of a legal pad, only it's horizontal. And it's like post-it calendar months. I fill in the dates. It's got lots of lines for me to fill in all the stuff I have going on for those days and for those months. And as I go through the pad, I can turn off and stick it on my desk or my wall or whatever. I do my editorial calendars on that. I revise them as the years go on. And that's what's in the desk, my JSTORY sticky calendar. So after you've picked a structure that works for you to keep a calendar, right? You need a basic calendar structure. I want you to look at the first three months. We're just going to start there. My calendar is booked about eight months out now. And again, not all these are assignments that I've already listed or gotten or planned even, but They include dates of timely events, relevant moments, holidays coming up so I can see them. I can see it at a glance. If I want to submit or um, pitch a holiday story for November, then that's something I need to get on, you know, in March and April and, and early on in the spring. So I have all those dates set in. But start with three months at a time. Don't get overwhelmed. Take care of those first. And as you get used to the structure you want to use, you know, you might want to do this on paper and use colored ink pens, like a bullet journal. I just used a pen and my post-it pads, my gigantic post-it pads. Other people do this online. And as you start researching publications too, you'll see how they do their digital calendars online and that'll give you ideas for your own. But consider your EC a working document, something that you'll keep adding to and expanding. So if you don't like things crossed out, then don't do it on paper, right? You keep it digitally, do it in a form that works for you and set up those first three months. And how do you do that? Here's how, right? I'm gonna give you some hints. Write in every existing deadline that you have already. Put those in. If you know you have stuff to do in January and February and March, put it in. I have deadlines every week for my podcasts, Simply Write and Simply Said, and for my Substack notes for writing and for the psychology mindset Substack that I run. Those are weekly deadlines. I need topics for those every week. So my calendar has those written in every Monday, every Tuesday. I know what topics I want to cover. And I plan that around where we are at in the process, but also what's happening in the year. I think doing a show about an editorial calendar is much more effective to do in December than it is, for instance, in May, because we're thinking about planning and where we're going to develop our career in the year ahead. So it's timeliness, and that makes it more relevant, I hope, to what you're dealing with in your writing life now. And so that's why I decided to do this now. That's how I think about it. Where do things naturally fit? 
based around the audience and what we're thinking about and what we're living through, okay? So write in every existing deadline you have and the subject matter. You want the date, the due date, and the topic you're writing about. And then as soon as you find from the publication or the podcast when that's going to run, then write down that run date as well. Often you'll turn in a piece and it will be months before you see it show up on the website or in the pages. That's par for the course. Sometimes it can be a little more immediate if if you jump on a news issue right away and get it out. Uh, when I write something for Psychology Today, I know it's going to post within about 24 hours of my publication, sometimes the same day. But many of the magazines that I write for or have written for can be as many as six months out. So it's changing a little bit. It's more of a moving target with the internet. We've gotten used to working really fast, but not everything operates like that. So write down the deadline and write down as soon as you know it the run date so you can keep an eye out and get those clips and links so that you have something to show editors okay and your mom there's another benefit that comes with an ec that i want to touch on too and that is it helps you keep track of the things you have out there so that you make sure you get your invoices out and you can keep watch for those checks or deposits uh, publications pay all different ways. Some pay immediately when the story drops online. Others um, pay on publication of the print, and that can be six months out. Some are really slow to pay, or they base their pay on uh, clicks and hits, or you may get royalties. On my books, I get royalty payments every three months. So I want to remember what's out there and when they were out so I can watch for those statements to come in. Right, so you're using your editorial calendar to uh, fit the need for magazines and publications and associations and all the places that put out content and journalistic stories and features. And you're also using it to track the run dates so you can see what projects you have in the mix the deadlines so you can stay organized yourself and make sure you don't miss one. And now I want you to add in ideas for future pitches and projects, things that you want to develop and the dates that need to be done to keep them timely. I spoke with someone today, a writer, who had written a story about early abortions in the 1900s and that story never went anywhere nobody was interested in that well now they are because times are changing and that's back in the news abortion rights women medical rights are back in the news this is a timely moment to pitch ideas around those related issues and that's what she's done and she sold the piece so just because something didn't go years ago or months ago it might have been simply because the timing wasn't right. When you put those ideas back on the editorial calendar and you match them against what's in the news and the events of our time, and, and I'll, I'll give you an example. Years ago, I started writing spirituality and personal development pieces and conscious corporation stuff, uh, ways businesses could use mindset to develop greater success and productivity, help people feel better, all these things. And I could hardly sell a thing. It was not a popular idea. Since then, 
10 years later, I wrote a whole book on the topic. I've written four total on related topics, and I've written hundreds of articles on personal development and spirituality and mindset because times change. People became more reflective and more internal. Carol Dweck's big book on mindset came out, and researchers like Angela Duckworth started talking about grit. And people want to feel better. So just because something wasn't working a number of years ago, maybe the timing wasn't right. Now, you might have some work to do too. I can't send out the same pitches I was sending out 15 years ago because they weren't as good as they could be now. I've learned a lot. I've gotten a lot better. So you want to make it relevant and as polished and as professional as you can. But just because it didn't work years ago, maybe the timing wasn't right. And now on your editorial calendar, it's a chance to look at that again. What's going on in the world that might make these pieces relevant to editors and audiences now? You know, and if there's a big topic you want to write about, something that you're interested in, put that on your editorial calendar. Put it out there and use that as a marker. Uh, if you're writing a script, you'll probably need to write on speculation if you haven't ever published or sold a screenplay before. So hold yourself accountable to that. Make your own deadlines. Put in benchmarks in the editorial calendar. Where you want to be, how many pages in, what scene, what character develop. Uh, I do that in my fiction book. I have a loose outline and I have marks I want to hit that are written into my editorial calendar. When I was developing this podcast, before it had even launched, I was working six months out and I had my editorial calendar filled in with the dates I needed to hit to get the promo done, to get the intro done, to schedule the first guest, to do the first recordings so that I could hit my October launch date. So this is a planning document, but it's an active, fluid, dynamic document. You'll cross things off, you'll add things on, because as the years go on, as the months go on, you're going to see and identify other story ideas, other publications that you didn't know about. You'll run into cool possibilities and ideas that you want to develop into your fiction projects or book work and new deadlines will merge. So use it for that. Let it create a real dynamic situation and add to it as you go. But for now, we're going to do the next three to six months, right? In your editorial calendar, note upcoming newsworthy events, the 4th of July, the November elections, Martin Luther King Day, and then do your research. If you're writing for a particular organization or publication, or you want to write for one, check their site and see what they're talking about, what they have coming up. When is their convention? When is their homecoming? If you're writing for an alumni association, maybe they have a big uh, person who's coming in to do a lecture. Will that be a source for an article that you could match to their publication? Match your editorial calendar to the content that you can provide for theirs and start pitching ideas that fit. And you can also go online and look for um, at sites like nationaltoday.com, trending publications. You know, is it cookie day? Is it love your pet day? Is it take your daughter to work day? October 28th is National Chocolate Day. And that's right around Halloween. That might be a time to talk about candy right? Uh, there's all sorts of ways to pen your ideas to things that make it timely to readers. And if readers want to read it, editors are going to want to buy it. 
Drop the dates and the story ideas into your calendar months in advance, even if you aren't sure that you want to write on the topic. If it is a little niggling bit of interest, put it in because you will draw those things to you as you do your other research for other ideas. And you never know where the next great story or essay or book idea is going to come from. And then finally, with the raw ideas that you want to develop, write pitch dates into your editorial calendar. Keep track of when you want to send these pitches out, these queries out. Note it when you do in your calendar. And then look two weeks down or six weeks down or three days down, whatever it is for that publication. And keep track of when you need to follow up. Keep track of who responds with a go. And when you need to circle back around and and move on, use your editorial calendar as that kind of planning document too. And then once I have those things in and adding to it as I go, I look at the weekly schedule and the big picture every week. I don't necessarily go through every month, every week, but I will look at this week, what's going on in the news or what's going on National Cookie Day or whatever it is and see what assignments I was thinking about developing in accordance or what publications I want to hit. And this just helps me manage my income stream. If I look in the calendar and I see tons of deadlines, I know that a couple months from now I'm going to have a pretty good payday because that's about how long it takes to get paid, right? But if I'm looking in my editorial calendar and I don't have a lot of deadlines listed or I don't have a lot of ideas listed, say, for July, which can be slow for me, then that tells me that that's a good development month. I need to pitch some ideas right now to get something going in July, but I can also use that time in July to grow my business in other directions, to develop new pitches for the rest of the year. So when you see those holes... Don't panic. Freelancing comes with ups and downs, income ups and downs for sure. But use that time to cultivate ideas for the months that don't look so full of deadlines right now or full of possibility and fill in the blanks in your calendar and you will also fill in the blanks in your budget. Make sense? I think the editorial calendar can be a, a super fun and fluid and creative and organic way of priming your productivity and curiosity and making more sales. But you've got to do the work. So find a format you like. Start writing down these possible story ideas, matching them to the relevant dates for the publications and the events that are coming up. And I bet you'll have an edge when it comes to selling these stories. Okay, writers, I hope you give this a try. I think the editorial calendar can really simplify a lot of our processes and thoughts and really create a funnel for good ideas that we can match to paying markets. And if you do take this on, let me know. Join our subscriber community on simplywrite.substack.com and leave me a comment. Let me know what's working, what's not for you. Let's talk about this. I'm happy to offer feedback or ideas and help you develop a system that's going to work for you. Personalize it. Make it happen. And you can also find me and more of my work through my website at polycampbell.com. Bottom line is when you put this stuff to work for you, it will become easier to do the work you want to do. And as writer Napoleon Hill said, plan your work and work your plan. And don't forget to sit down and simply write.
Podcast. Welcome to Tuning Into Sound Wellbeing, where we harmonize your mind, body, and soul. I'm Amanda, your sound therapy expert. And I'm Stephen, the curious explorer uncovering the mysteries of sound. Together, we explore vibrations, frequencies, and the power of sound therapy and tuning forks. Discover ancient wisdom, reduce stress, and tune into a healthier life. Subscribe to Tuning Into Sound Wellbeing today. Today is working for me. Do you believe that for yourself? Hey, I'm Pastor Julie, and I want to empower you through encouragement, inviting you to my podcast, Big Truth Encouragement, where I unpack living a faith-filled life. I created my podcast for the ladies, but gentlemen, you'll gain something too. So I invite you to listen to Big Truth Encouragement on Electricast and any platform where you listen to your podcast. Electricast.